Because until God is ready to move, he needs to know that you are willing to serve him while in exile. He needs to know that you're willing to say yes, even when you have to wait. Good morning and God bless you all. Welcome back to another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and changed. Every week, I am always just so excited to come to this mic and to engage with this community in conversations about faith. I count it as a privilege, an honor, and a blessing every single week, whether if you are listening to it um, through a podcast form, or if you're on YouTube, I am just so grateful for you. Yes, you for tuning in every single week. For those that are new to the show and those that are returning, even those that have already participated in this function of the show, Create with Kendra has a has a function, I would like to say, (laughs) that you can write in questions or topics of discussion that you would like to hear discussed on this show. If that's you and you want to hear your topic of discussion or question answered on the show, head on over to www.unassociated.com slash askkendra for more details. You can write in or you can send audio clips and I would love to engage with you on what you submit y'all I really enjoy those though like honestly I do I love when I get questions on people's real life situations (laughs) and we're just able to take it to scripture and, and pray over it and put it out there because nine times out of ten sir ma'am you're not alone So if that's you and you want to have your question or topic of discussion answered on the show, head on over to www.unassociated.com slash askkindred. All right, y'all. I am super excited about this episode. I had the opportunity to share this particular message with the young women at my church. And so I thought, why not take this particular message and bring it to the show so we can get into it, okay? So we're going to jump right into scripture. I'm coming from the New um, Living Translation. Jeremiah 29, verses 1 through 13, okay? So this, I don't want to assume that everyone knows the context behind um, the famously quoted Jeremiah 29 and 11. And so what I'm going to do is walk us through what exactly is going on in this chapter? All right. So let's let's get started. So the, the chapter is really a letter um, that Jeremiah was inspired by God to write this letter to God's people that were exiled in Babylon. I'll say that again. It's a little tricky. <laughs> so Jeremiah 29 is actually a letter to God's people that were exiled in Babylon. Okay. So the the letter was written and the reason why 
these people were exiled in Babylon is not because God is a bully. They were not exiled because God loves and gains pleasure for, you know, from our misery and our, you know, just agony. Okay. That's not why they were in exile. These people were in exile because of their disobedience. Okay, let's 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 walk through this. So the letter to the people of God in exile, it it reads, it begins um, to read verse four. And it says, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to all the captives he has exiled into Babylon from Jerusalem, built homes, plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat the food they produce. Marry, have children, then find spouses for them so they may have many grandchildren. Multiply. Do not dwindle away. Amen. In this letter, um, Jeremiah reminds um, God's people who he is. And I love the way that he does it. He says, this is the Lord of heaven's armies the God of Israel, because sometimes we be walking through these streets like we forgot who God is, like we forgot how mighty he is, like how he is sovereign and how he is righteous and how he is just and how he is to be respected and how he is to be obeyed. We just be doing what we want to do. And so it was important that Jeremiah let them know and remind them who God is, how important and sovereign and mighty he is, and that he is the God of Israel. He is the God. He is their God. Okay. So I love that that was mentioned in the beginning of this letter. Um, What was really important? about their situation is that it's it's a it's it's complicated to be okay in a complicated situation it's really difficult to to keep your cool when you're in exile it's difficult to continue as life didn't do life things to you But God is telling them to pay attention to the plan. And God uses Jeremiah to deliver this letter so the people of Israel can get clarity on God's plan. Even though they were disobedient, even though they put themselves in a sticky situation, God's plan for them it's still yes and amen. God's plan for them, he's still ready and willing to deliver them out of exile. Walk with me. So God, so he says, get comfortable because you're going to be here for a while. Unpack your bags, go on and marry people and have children and multiply and, 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 and set your gardens up and eat from the 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 vegetation of the gardens, because you're going to be here for a while. Your season, and you asking God, I don't like the exile that you put me in. 
unpack your bags. Because until God is ready to move, he needs to know that you are willing to serve him while in exile. He needs to know that you're willing to say yes, even when you have to wait. Because the first thing we want to do is just, die and fall out and Lord when you gonna come and deliver me Lord when you gonna do this Lord when you gonna do that Lord when am I gonna stop struggling financially God when you go it can go on and on but the instructions what was a part of God's plan at the at the end of verse six says do not dwindle away because that's the first thing we want to do we want to fall out and have a fit. Right? But can we be obedient? Even in the waiting. Can we? Verse 7. Let's continue to read, saints. And it says, verse 7, And work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I have sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it. For it is for its welfare will determine your welfare. He said, work and do it right, even in the place where I placed you, okay? Because the outcome and the welfare of what's being produced by you will determine what's going to come next for you, right? Verse eight, it says, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, do not let your prophets and fortune tellers who are with you in the land of Babylon trick you. Do not listen to their dreams because they are telling you lies in my name. Oh, oh, I have not sent them, says the Lord. God is telling them, let me tell you, this is a part of the plan. The first thing he said was unpack your bags. The second thing he said was work and do a good job in working. The third thing he said is do not listen to them fortune tellers, to them dream casters, to all them, them, them false prophets that's out here giving words that I didn't approve, that did not come from me or through me. He said, watch out for them. Watch out, because they out there. And yes, I, 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 I've said it before, and I will say it again, and I'll say it again. Anytime we try to access power outside of God, that is witchcraft. Yes, the horoscope. Yes, the medium. Yes, the psychic. Yes, the, the, the manifestation doctrine. Yes, the, the smudging and burning sage. Yes, your crystals. All of that, he said, cut it avoid it because they're going to say that they're coming in my name but they're not craziest thing about it this is so important because let me tell you why it's important because us as people we are oftentimes deceived and we will mix our christian walk with some other mess i remember going into the store and uh, there was this lady, she was in line and she was talking to the other lady in line and they waiting in line and talking, you know, normal stuff. 
And the lady start was, you know, having a conversation about her horoscope and what sign are you? And they start talking about like the details and the traits of these different signs and stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But then the lady started talking about Jesus. And I was like, er, <laughs> like, girl, um, girl. <laughs> but what a lot of people don't know is that you can't mix that stuff. You either going to serve God or you going to serve the devil. Which one you going to do? It's your choice. And in this letter, God instructs Jeremiah to remind them, don't get caught up in that stuff. I'm the God of heaven's armies. I'm the God of Israel. Don't get caught up in that stuff. Amen. Let's move on. Verse 10. And it reads, this is what the Lord of the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years. But when I come and do for you all the good things I have promised, I will bring you home again. Hallelujah. The Lord of Israel, the God of heaven's armies wants to us to pay attention to his plan. Yes, they're in exile. Yes, they're going to be there for, for a while. They just they just are. But God is planning on delivering his people. When God gives us a promise, we can cash that check. No matter where we are in your circumstance, I don't care how broke you are. When God says he is going to make you wealthy, this will he's going to end the generational curse of financial struggle with you. And I'm speaking to myself. He's going to do it no matter what situation you're in right now. When he said he's going to deliver you from anxiety because you, your mom dealt with it and, you, and your mom's mom and your mom's mom dealt with it and there was a lineage of, of anxious behavior, he's going to do it. He's going to do it and we can praise God and we can thank him. And I really, and that's, that's the thing that, that I hold on to is like, I hold on to God's promises. When God speaks to me and when I receive a word, I write it down. And I have a journal to where I write down the words that God speaks to me. Um, Whether if God allows someone to speak into my life, would you check that spirit by the spirit? Amen. Or if God speaks to me directly about the promises he's going to give me, like your situation can cause you to want to dwindle. Like the scripture said earlier, but God's promises is the encouragement to keep you moving forward and pushing. Amen. Verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity, hallelujah, and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. God has a plan and we have to pay attention to his plan. We have to. God does not sit and plot on us for evil. He does not say, oh, you know, Kendra, she's disobedient. 
Yeah, I've been disobedient. Kendra ain't listening. Yeah, you know, I did. There's been times I ain't been listening. So I'm a I'm a I'm a plan things against her to to destroy her. And I want nothing but the worst for Kendra. Nah, we get in situations because we put ourselves in it. But God says that he knows the plans that he has for us. The plans for good and not for us to end into disaster, right? It is crucial that we pay attention to God's plan because our deliverance is based on our obedience. Yes, it is, y'all. It is. Our deliverance is based on our obedience. And even when it gets hard, still walk with God. When it gets challenging, still walk with God. When when you feel like I've been here for so long, still walk with God. Even if you have to leave some folks behind, still walk with God. Even if you have to change some things about yourself. I said it. Still walk with God. God. God is not only the God of the beginning, not only he is the God of the end, but he is the God of the in-between. He is with us even when we are in uncomfortable spaces. He is with us even when we're crying and we're like, God, I need you to deliver me to my victory. He is with us from the beginning to the end and especially in the middle. That is the kind of God we serve. Hallelujah. And we can take him at his word. We can take him at his word. He wants the best for us. But it's so important, y'all, that we pay attention to his plan. It's so important that we that we um look at our lives. Are you walking with God according to your to, to your life? And faith is not just okay, I believe that God exists. Okay, yeah, duh. But your faith is am I actually walking it out? Is my steps, is my words, is my will submitted to the word of God? Does my life reflect the word of God or am I just going on the things that I want to do? We have to have boundaries, saints. We live in a world that is just full of mess. They say you can do what you want to do, be with who you want to be with. You can you can choose what you want to, I mean, just any and everything. You can dibble in this, dabble in that, mix it up. But no, us as Christians, we need standards, period. We need standards. Because if there aren't any parameters, we're going to go outside of it. We need standards. There is no way. And this is why, like, there's no way you would leave a blade, an open blade on a coffee table and there's a toddler walking around here. There is no way you're going to leave a, a, a lighter or, or anything that a toddler can get to to harm themselves. You're not going to leave a, a a gallon of bleach with the top open. Like, come on. <laughs> Those things need parameters. Those things need to be put away. Those things need t- t- to to be ordered, right? There's There's an order and there's a place for everything. Fires are best in the fireplace and not in the middle of your flow. How about that? There is an order and a place for everything. If we don't have order and if we don't have boundaries, we're we're liable to, to fall for any and everything. That is not God's will for our lives. It ain't. So that's just my encouragement. And that's my challenge for this week is to really pay attention to is my life lining up with what God is, what God wants. 
even if I don't like it. That's the thing. God will tell us to do something or he'll show us something that he wants us to shake or get rid of. And we're like, nah, I like that. So I'm going to keep it. Sis. Bruh. No. No. That's not how it works. Our deliverance is based on our obedience. Amen. All right, y'all. We are. I'm going to. I mean, that's all I got to say. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Uh, so with all hearts and minds clear, Father, we thank you. We praise you. We give you glory for being a, a friend, uh, um, the greatest love we've, we've, we will ever know. God, I ask that you help us, align us so we can follow your plan. Correct us when we're wrong. Encourage us when, we, when we're weak. Strengthen us, God, when we need to be strengthened. God, I pray that you help us trust you like never before. God, I pray that you walk with us and comfort us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If this was a message that you feel blessed by, I want you all to copy and paste this. If it's the YouTube link, if it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, send it to some friends. Send it to your, your, your you know, I know all of our churches, we got like some kind of group message. Just drop it in a group message. Bloop. Okay. And share this with your friends, with your family, with your loved ones, even your enemies. Hello. Um, until next time, beautiful people, you blessed. <laughs>